Hello and welcome to episode 185 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Hello, in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show, we're talking about how to become more confident with your business. Do you sometimes lack confidence in running your business? Do you find yourself comparing yourself with others? Well, in this episode, I'm going to show you how to increase your business confidence so that you can stop those blockages and start growing. Let's get on with it right now. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and, and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 185 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is the show that helps you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. We are broadcasting on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and YouTube. And of course, this becomes a podcast, and you can find out more at iag.me forward slash podcast. And as we are keep on Going along towards episode 200, I've been doing this since May 2019, and never would I have thought that I would have got to to this point. Um, I mean, I didn't not think, but I didn't think I would, and that was partly down to confidence. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Confidence in your products, confidence, confidence in your services, confidence in your business. Well, I said just before we started that the fabulous Melissa is here. Great to see you, Melissa. And we've got the equally fabulous Katie Simpson, who is here saying, hi, a great subject. I've improved a lot with biz confidence, but still struggle a lot. You're not alone, Katie. Uh, you, you are not alone. And I think part of the issue is on the socials and with content, everyone seems to be oozing confidence. And if you're not feeling like that, then that can make you feel even worse. You can feel alone and that can, it almost becomes a bit of a vicious circle. Let's ask the question, first of all, what is confidence. Now, if you're watching live, let me know what you would define, how you would define confidence. But looking around on the interwebs, I've seen a number of different definitions. It's some people say it's the feeling or belief that one can have faith in. Let's read that again. The feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on something, someone or something. It's a bit, I don't know, complicated, that one. Or this is a Wikipedia one, which I'm not sure is any more helpful. Confidence is a state of being clear-headed, either that a hypothesis, hypothesis, if I can speak today, or prediction is correct. So it's a state of mind being clear-headed, either that a hypothesis or prediction is correct, or that a chosen course of action is the best or most effective. And let's just look at that last one. This uh, this feeling uh, that the the chosen course of action is the best or most effective is is maybe some one of the things that we can struggle with in our business because like often we don't know that where we're headed is the right way. Sometimes we can have a hunch and 
Sometimes we can have a maybe a little bit of quiet confidence. Sometimes we can have a lot of confidence. But the thing is, it fluctuates. If you are like most people, if you are like me, if you were to draw a graph of your confidence, it would go down and up and, and it would go all over the place. But what we need to work on is getting a little bit more grounding and improving that confidence, building those foundations. Well, why do you need it? You need to have confidence in yourself and in your business, because if you don't, why would other people have confidence in your business? And I I think, I was going to talk about this a little bit later on, but I think part of the issue for many of us who are content creators and online business owners and entrepreneurs is that we are so close to our businesses. Often our businesses are us. We are building uh, a brand, a personal brand business. And not all of us feel com uh, comfortable is the word, I think, in getting in front of the camera maybe or getting out there and showing off ourselves, like blowing our own trumpet in a way. Uh, I found I still find to this day selling other people's stuff easier than selling my own people's. My, my, start again. I find it easier to sell other people's stuff than my own stuff. And I remember when I was a, a student, I used to work in a music shop and I was selling digital pianos. It's a music shop in Manchester. and I was a part-timer. Uh, so I was working maybe two, two days a week, kind of but I was really good at selling digital pianos. I I believed in the products, and if uh, customers came in, I, I went alongside them. I empathized with the problem of there are so many digital pianos here, and I took my time to listen to what they were looking for and finding the digital piano for them. It was easy. I found that an easy job, and I was... I think for, for many times, I was the, the top seller in, in, the, in the music shop, when it comes to myself, it's a little bit more tricky. It's not that I don't have confidence confidence in my own products. I absolutely do. Uh, I'm really proud of, for example, the toolkit that I got. And if you go to iag.me forward slash toolkits, you can find out more about my Confident Live marketing toolkit. But I think when it comes to then going out on social, it feels a little bit, a bit off, a bit awkward sometimes. Um, and we need to make some mindset tweaks along the way, which I'm, I'll talk about. But there are some confidence killers. And I'd love to know from you if you have maybe struggled with some of these. Uh, so the first one is comparison, comparing yourself with others. And we do this all the time on social because people will share their successes, not always their, the times they've failed. And then we just we you know we we see the tip of the iceberg and we forget that so much effort has gone into selling that if it if it is truthful so first of all we don't know whether what we read on the internet and on social is true second of all we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg we're not seeing all the work that has gone into it all the struggles all that kind of thing the other thing is sometimes we can have a poverty mindset and I'll talk a little bit more about that and who coined that phrase later but sometimes we can look at things negatively we can that poverty mindset can hold us back from investing in ourselves investing in uh, a, a team in a sense around us not necessarily a paid team but a, a team of people who are going to help you the other thing is listening to the lies 
Now, what I mean by that, not necessarily the lies that people tell you uh, about you. Sometimes that can happen. Sometimes there'll be people around you that just tell you you're wonderful all the time and you either like believe that or you don't. Uh, or sometimes people will tell you you're awful and you're, you're a failure. I'm not really talking about those because I think the biggest problem is the lies that we tell ourselves. It's that inner voice. And often we will catastrophize things. We'll listen to um, this, this voice in our heads that tells us lies about ourselves, that we're no good at certain things, but actually we are. Uh, and I've talked about this many times on the show before. So there's that. The, and then the, the final thing that I want to just briefly mention is not talking with others. Not, you know, this is, and I think this is one of the problems that we've had over the last couple of years as we've we've not been able to get, you know, to go to conferences and events so much. We've retreated into ourselves and real, trying to do everything on our own and not relying on other people. One thing that I've realized in the community that I, or the communities that I'm in, there are some amazing people out there who are so supportive. And, you know, we've got uh, Melissa and Katie watching today. They are always supportive to me and I, I owe them a lot, probably more than they realize uh, in my business journey, because we need people around us who are going to encourage us, but also give us advice. Uh, tell us when we're, we're not doing the right thing as well. So trying to rely on yourself is not good. And so what I recommend that you do is create a truth document. You can call this what you like, uh, but the truth document is everything that you know about yourself that is true and your business as well. What are the what are the facts about you and your business? Um, so this could be your your strengths. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Uh, and what are the things that you have achieved in your business uh, and outside of your business as well? I think those are all really important things put down the things that you know to be true. Now, you might need help from somebody who knows you really well here because going back many, many years, this is probably 15 plus years ago, uh, shortly after uh, I got married to Helen, I uh, we, w we went on this leaders course. It was called Growing Leaders and we had to write down our strengths. And I had no, I, I just think, well, I don't know. I mean, I was so lacking in confidence in those days, I couldn't actually think of what my strengths were. So I needed help from Helen to write down what those those strengths are, because sometimes we can have a warped view of that. So surround yourselves with friends who will encourage you, but also tell you the truth. You don't want people just to say lots of lovely things to you all the time, because then that's kind of meaningless. And if you mess up, which you will do, we all mess up in our businesses, you, you want people to kind of help you and encourage you. You could call these mentors, but these are just friends who are, are going to help you along the way. Now, let's have a look. Uh, Katie has uh, commented, she says, yes, I think networking with people who are slightly in front of us, who can inspire and lift us up. And that is so true. And the thing is, the people who are slightly in front of you, and actually even like quite a, a way in the distance, those people actually do want to, often will want to help people because, and this is this is what I want to do. You know, I've had so many struggles over the years with my business. My business has taken a long time to grow. I want to save other people from some of those difficulties that I've struggled with. So that's a great one. And 
Katie Simpson also says, aha moment, a truth document. Yeah. So I think having a number of different documents that you can rely on. I've also got a, a happy notes file, which is in there I put when people, they're kind of testimonials, or if somebody said something encouraging, I put it in there because when I'm feeling down or feeling discouraged, I can go back in there and think, actually, you know what? I have done some good stuff because I think often we listen to we listen to the lies, but we forget the the times when things have gone really well. So the next stage is also building resilience. And this will either be relatively easy for you or not. The thing is, over time, that you are going to get knocked down. What do you do? Do you go into a corner and cry? Or do you pick yourself up and get on with running your business and trying a new tack? I'm the kind of person probably that will go into the corner and cry <laughs> for a little bit. And I'm going to be honest with you. But because I have a supportive family and a supportive friends around me, and that's been something I've I've really worked at. It that really makes a massive dif difference. So resilience is not quite like the stiff upper lip and and not being emotional about things when things go wrong, but you do need to pick yourself up and you need to have people around you that are going to encourage you to get on with it. Uh, and maybe you need to change tack. Maybe you need to try again. But building resilience in your business as well. And building a buffer in your business too, because you want to have uh you want to be able to have space and time to uh to relax and switch off, but also to grow those creative ideas as well. Okay, the next one is kind of obvious, but you need to have robust goals. Can a goal be robust? They need to be backed up. They need to be, you need to know why you have set these goals, but you need to also know how you are going to achieve those goals. And again, you might not be able to do this on your own. You might need some help here, uh, but write down what your goals are in the short term, in the medium term, and the long term. Because if you don't have goals, that's not going to encourage you to, to move on. That's going to, you're going to lose confidence in your business because you don't know what you're working towards. You're just fiddling around with things in your business and that is no good. So goals are so, so important. I love this from Martin Buckland, who is watching on Facebook today. You're normally a LinkedIn man, Martin. So uh, it's lovely to see you on, on Facebook as well. Who says have a coach. I am a coach and have a coach. And I, I love that. I love that, Martin. Thank you for, for sharing that. Because often, if you are a coach, if you coach people, or even if you're a consultant, there's this kind of false belief that you can't have a coach. Because like if that you kind of think like, well, if I'm a coach, I can't be seen to have a coach. Because if I have a coach, then um, people are going to think I'm a fraud, which is absolute can't think of a word uh, rubbish it's absolute rubbish so um we don't we don't want that we don't want that we want uh we you definitely need to get some help so you need to have friends around you uh i was actually going to get to this uh, martin but you absolutely at some point will need to hire a coach and this is something that uh, if, if i have a regret it's probably that i didn't get help earlier on in my business so 
there are lots of ways you can do this. Uh, if you, if you, well, the the first thing is you know there are masterminds. You can uh, you can join a mastermind group, which is kind of coaching. Um, there's also uh, mentors, but hiring a coach now this will require some investment, uh, paying out some money. But if you can find a coach who is going to in, in going to help you with your confidence and give you some strategies, this is going to help you grow your business big time. So, absolutely, uh, Katie is saying hi, Martin. Hi, Melissa. Uh, confidence gang, and Martin says be bold. Also. Uh, to be successful today, you need to find a niche. And that is true. And I think on your own, sometimes it's very difficult to find that niche. So getting a coach to help here is important. Now, the be bold thing is, it in a sense, that is to do with confidence. And all the things that I'm talking about here will help you grow your confidence and help you to become more bold. Do not apologize for being bold. I mean, Martin is such a great guy. He's, um, when I met him, he's just so full of vision and confidence. And I found that inspiring. Surround yourself with people like Martin who are going to encourage you with that. Uh, and don't apologize for being that way, because if you're going to grow your business, that's what you need to be. So having robust goals. The next thing is instead of having a uh, Instead of having a poverty mindset, you want to have a growth mindset. Now, these are talked about a lot, but this comes from uh, a book, or it comes from a, an author called Carol Dweck. Uh, and I'm going to be reading this book very soon because I, I, everyone keeps on talking about it. It is mindset. Now, everyone talks about mindset, but Carol Dweck has done so much research into the the whole area of mindset. And she coined the phrases uh poverty mindset and growth mindset. And I wonder if you know of people who tend to have more of a poverty mindset. So this is maybe they're turning themselves into a victim in their businesses businesses, and they're thinking, well, I can't do this. I, I may as well give up. That's giving into the poverty mindset. Or, or maybe it's to do with money that you don't somehow deserve to be successful and don't deserve to get the money uh, and, and become a profitable business. Well, it's it, it's a case of turning that into uh, a growth mindset. You're not there yet. You're never actually going to be there. But having a growth mindset means that you can grow. You can do it, not necessarily on your own. As Martin is saying, you can do that with a coach. And a coach, Martin says, brings accountability. Katie has heard about that book, keeps hearing about that book. Yeah, it is It is the book to buy. I. I've got it on Audible. I've got it on Kindle. I'm going to be reading that. I think it's not my next book because I've, I've got a big pile of books that I'm reading. Um, in fact, actually, I've I mean, speaking of confidence, I really I went through a time of lacking in confidence and reading books for some reason. I just thought that I couldn't read a book, uh, which is ridiculous because I used to read loads of books. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a system now and I'm reading all these books. Okay, the next one I want, the next thing I want to talk about is dreaming big dreams. There was a time when I didn't do this and I was encouraged to write down some audacious goals and dreams. They weren't so much goals, they were, they were dreams, I suppose. And I don't have this book on me at the moment, so I'll try and find it next time. But I've got a notebook, and I think I wrote this down in about 2012, 
2013, something like that, maybe even earlier than that. And I put down there some of my dreams. So one of them was that I would be able to speak at an international conference. Uh, one of them was to earn a certain amount of money per year to be able to support the family and do cool things. Another one was to be able to buy a house because uh, the house that we had was not going to fit our kids so they were going to grow up. And there were a few other things. I'll need to find the book. But I look, so then about three or four years ago, I, I stumbled across this again and I went down the list. I thought almost all of these audacious dreams, goals, I've actually achieved. And at the time, they felt uncomfortable. They almost felt self-indulgent, actually. But write down some dreams and goals and then start to make those things happen. It's it, This is what we call the growth mindset. You might not achieve all of them, but if you achieve 50, 60, 70%, that is like, that is amazing. So dream big dreams. Um, so definitely, definitely do that. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is procrastination. And we keep hearing about procrastination. I'm going to talk about this quite candidly in a minute. Uh, but I want to say that procrastination isn't always bad. It isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes procrastination can steer you in a very odd and strange direction. And this has happened with me a number of times. For example, with blog posts, I ended up writing a blog post on Hootsuite. I just went down a rabbit hole one time. And uh, so it was from procrastination to overfocus, a uh, hyperfocus. And I ended up writing this blog post, which changed changed my life. I mean, that that's what helped me ended up speaking at conferences. Um, and a lot of the relationships I've built over the years are from that original article that I wrote. And then I went down the, the rabbit hole of live video. And while well, I'm still doing that, that was back in 2015. And I'm doing that seven years later. Uh, and that was the rabbit hole. So Sometimes procrastination isn't always a bad thing, but it needs to be done in a you need to you need to be careful about this. So I want to talk about let's just go back to my slides and I want to talk about um actually yeah, let's talk about motivation bridge first. Because this is going to help with procrastination. Uh because procrastination can stop you from achieving your goals and your dreams. And I want to be I want to be open and honest about this. Most of us struggle with it. Some of us struggle with it more than others, particularly if you are ADHD. This might be like a real problem for you. Uh, this is a video by uh, Jessica, Jessica McCabe on the How to ADHD channel. And it's not necessarily just for people with ADHD, but this is all about motivation. And if you struggle with procrastination, I highly recommend reading this. Uh, watching this video. It's called How to Fix Motivation Bridge. How to Fix Motivation Bridge. And it's the whole idea that you've got a goal that you can see and it's on the other side of this, like there's a big chasm that you can't cross. Well, you can, but the only way to cross it is using this very kind of dodgy rope bridge. Now, for some of us, some of the time, the rope bridge is intact. All the, the rungs are there. You can cross it. It's fine. And that is you're using your motivation and your excitement to get across. But sometimes some of the rungs are not there and you have to either jump across 
or you have to make those rungs as you go along the along the bridge. And sometimes there's no rungs at all. Uh, and no matter how hard you try, you might be putting motivation into it. It's just not going to work. And you have to find ways, strategies around it. And I'll talk about some of those strategies. Um, well, I'll talk about them right now. The, some of those strategies is, is being accountable uh, or having somebody hold you accountable. The other thing are things like getting uh, like timers. Like this timer I've got here is uh, from a company called Time Timer. And it's really cool. You just set it for, say, 15 minutes. Uh, it's very visual as well. And then at the end of the 15 minutes, it's going to beep at you. Uh, and I've been using this all this week. I'm writing something that I don't particularly want to write, but I need it, need to do it. And so I've been setting the timer for 15 minutes to say to myself, well, I'm going to just do this for 15 minutes. And I put my headphones on, uh, put Brain FM on, which is this kind of uh, brain music that helps me focus on it. And it works. And I've almost finished that. I've almost finished that. So that works really, really well for me. So a timer like that. Also getting outside of your house as well. Sometimes we get cabin fever. So I found going to a coffee shop, uh, something like that, and bringing my laptop, uh, it works really well as well. Or just just change change the surroundings a little bit as well. As well. Uh, Melissa says, how to beat bad habits with good. Yes. So we've got bad habits. We've all got bad habits, but how do we break the cycle? Well, I want to talk about, uh, so we talked about Motivation Bridge. Uh, definitely watch that. But this, I've been reading this uh, this uh, book called Your Brain's Not Broken by a previous guest on the show, Dr. Tamara Razia. She's awesome. In fact, she is our family coach. She is helping us uh, with so many things and we love her. And this book is amazing. I highly recommend this book because it's all to do with sorting out your brain. Uh, it's specifically for ADHD people, but I think you could still learn so much from it, uh, particularly what I'm going to talk about next, which is uh, the Solvit Grid, which comes from this. And this is what I would like you to do, because I think this is really, really helpful. Put down a list of your tasks that you have to do in a particular week and put it on this grid. So, at the top of the grid, we've got high stimulation tasks. These are things that they, they give they, they stimulate you, not necessarily in a good way, but they do stimulate you. And at the bottom, we've got low stimulation, which can potentially be a little bit boring, but they they just don't they don't necessarily excite you. Now at the top left, we've got the red zone. So these this is these are tasks that are high stimulation and not fun. So what? how could that be? High stimulation and not fun. Well, th this is, if you leave things to the last minute, you're going to get stressed, you're going to get anxious, and you're going to beat yourself up, and I don't know, all those kind of things. So that those are that's high stimulation for, in a negative sense. Uh, and what we t that's what a lot of us tend to do when we procrastinate, we procrastinate, and then it goes into the red zone. A lot of the tasks that we will have to do in the week are in the yellow zone, which is at the bottom. Low stimulation and not fun. So for me, that is probably bookkeeping stuff. So thankfully, with bookkeeping tasks, I've delegated that to my assistant. She she does all of that kind of stuff. But there are still tasks that I have to do that are yellow tasks, such as 
writing this document that I have to write, so which I've been doing all week. That's low stimulation. Now, the way I normally, what I normally do with this is I, it's a yellow task. Uh, sometimes I will leave it to the last minute and it becomes a red task. But often I will go in between, I will toggle between the yellow and the blue. So let's go over to, to the right. Uh, blue is low stimulation, but kind of fun. Uh, so this could be things like watching Netflix, watching YouTube, going on social media. And I don't know whether you ever do this, but I'm doing a task that I don't really want to do. It's a yellow task. I'll flip between doing that and blue tasks, which are kind of fun, but low stimulation. And I'll toggle between the two. And then if I'm procrastinating too much, it then goes into the red zone. And then it goes down to, then I go down to yellow, blue, yellow, blue, yellow, blue, up to red again. And it's a bit like that. Now, there is one other zone that we haven't talked about, and that is on the top right. This is both fun and high stimulation. These are tasks that you love to do. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the zones of genius in a little bit. This is kind of where your zone of genius is. This show is is my green zone, actually. I love doing I love doing this. It, it's it's high stimulation. It's fun. But what I find is with uh, with all of these things is that you you need to kind of put down put down in each box what your tasks are, or go look at your tasks and put them in one of these. Uh, one of these zones, whether it is the red zone, so that's high stimulation and not fun, the yellow zone, which is low stimulation and not fun, not not a nice place to be, uh, and then uh, the blue zone, which is fun and low stimulation, and then finally uh, the green zone, which is high stimulation and fun. Now, we all have like this inner battery. It's kind of like our energy levels, and we want to make sure that our energy levels are as high as possible. We need to be kind of like charging our batteries. And if you are in the green zone, your battery is being charged. It's fantastic. You feel amazing afterwards because your battery is being charged. The blue zone, your battery is being charged slightly slower, but it is kind of being charged. But be careful because if you spend too much time in the blue zone, your battery can then start to uh, to discharge. Because if you watch too much Netflix, if you're on social media too long, you, it starts to decharge. On the other hand, red zone is going to charge, decharge, discharge. That's the, the the right word. Discharge your battery really, really quickly. So it's not a good idea to be in the red zone. Uh, and then the same with the yellow zone, it will discharge your battery. Not quite as well. In some ways, probably just as much because it's still tedious. So uh, let's... So what can we do about that? What can we do about those zones? We've, we've got a different... So this is uh, from the book uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, which uh, I like some of it and I don't like all of it, but the first chapter or two are great because he talks about different zones. We've got the zone of incompetence and these are tasks that we do that we don't... We're not good at and we don't enjoy. So they're kind of these are yellow zone tasks because we don't enjoy them. Sometimes they might be red because they just do our head in. So for me, it's bookkeeping, accounting. Anything to do with that is either yellow or red. Zone of incompetence. Maybe I'm putting myself down, but I yeah, I, I'm 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 not great at that. Uh, and then you've got the zone of competence. So these are tasks that you're quite yeah, you're okay at. I mean, you're not going to win any any awards in this department. So these are things that, you know, for example, editing, for me, this would be editing a podcast, uh, editing editing a video. I'm actually quite good at it. Um, 
I mean, it might even be into the next zone. So, yeah, that's the, that's the zone of, of competence. And then you get into your zone of excellence. And this is often where most of us stop. These are tasks that we know we're good at. They, they, we're confident on these tasks. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, and, and that's where we, we stop. But we forget that there are some things that we're, it's almost as if we were put on this earth for these tasks because these tasks are in our zone of genius. Other people can't really do it in the same way that you can. You're kind of unique in this. Um, and now you, that might be kind of like slightly weird to say that, but there are other people that can do these tasks, but not in the way that you can, because you're unique. So those are your zones of genius. Uh, <laughs> Melissa says, I was a bookkeeper. So I hope I hope you don't take offense at the fact that I, I, I don't like bookkeeping. It's I think it's really, really important stuff. It's vital. So that's why I'm so glad I have an accountant, a really good accountant, and I have a, a great bookkeeper as well, because without them, my business would fall apart. It seriously would. Um, so it's it's about going through your tasks. You're not going to be able to get rid of all your yellow tasks. But if you can, if you can ditch your tasks that you don't need to do or delegate them to, you know, get a bookkeeper, get a podcast editor, you know, that kind of thing, delegate those, then that's going to really help. Um, we're almost out of time. But just a few other things I want to mention is being focused on those goals and reminding yourself of those goals on a daily basis is really going to help. A coach, I know we keep talking about coaches, is going to help you there as well because we often will get distracted and forget about that. So re reminding about that. The other thing is, is learning to sell. Now, part of this will come down to mindset. As I was talking earlier, it's sometimes easier for us to sell other people's products or services than our own that could be a mindset issue. And that's something somewhere, this is something that I've really improved on over the years because I used to I used to be awful at this. Um, I, I would just like not want to tell anyone about any of my courses, which was absolute madness. Now I'm much better at that. But so that's a mindset thing. But I think, again, it comes down to training, learning to be a better salesperson as well. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. If you have chosen chosen the path of running your own business, of entrepreneurship, it's not the easiest task out there. It's not the easiest job. There are much easier jobs out there, but I wouldn't choose any other job. This is this job that I've got, this running my own business has been hard. It's been a hard slog. There have been moments of real, I wouldn't say hardship necessarily, but real times of like, where the money's not come in or the uh, people have done really awful things, said awful things about me. Uh, courses have completely flopped. But there have been moments, exciting moments, when I have, people have believed in me and then I've ended up being asked to speak at a conference on the other side of the world or uh, what happened with the first social media marketing world I went to, I got my ticket paid for uh, to, to actually go to that because this person really believed in me. Uh, that was amazing. And then selling courses like hotcakes and having opportunities to do some amazing things. 
So there are going to be moments where things are going to go really well, times when they're not going to go well. But you need to keep going. You need to have those friends around you. You need to have those goals ahead of you. You need to hire a coach if you can, be in a mastermind and keep going. And don't look at what other people are doing and compare yourself because that is going to be a disaster for you. It really is. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you've got loads of things from that. This is really where my heart is. If I'm going to be totally honest, I love helping people with, with live video. I love, I'm a geek. I love the tech. I love all that kind of stuff. But what I feel so passionate about is, is helping you realize your dreams and to unstop yourself to get rid of these thoughts of lacking of self-belief and beating yourself up and that inner negative voice it is really about mindset at the end of the day you know we can get all excited about the tech uh, but we need to have a growth mindset not this uh, poverty mindset that Carol Dweck uh, keeps talking about and I will read that book I promise you well that is it for this week. It's time for me to, uh, I've got to plan a few things for tomorrow. What am I doing tomorrow? I've got uh, meeting up with a friend tomorrow, which is going to be good. And it's one of my one of my strategies, if, if you want to call it a strategy, is to start meeting up with more business people, more business friends, so that, um, yeah, just so we can bounce ideas off each other, get encouragements as well. I think we all need that as well. So that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. And then it's a busy weekend. And coming up is lots of like really kind of cool things coming up. Uh, there's uh, the workshop that I'm going to be doing in Newcastle. If you're listening to the podcast, it probably is happening at this very moment. Uh, but if you go to iag.me forward slash workshop, that's iag.me forward slash workshop, uh, you can find out about that. It's in Newcastle on October the 31st in the morning. We've got a workshop. It's being sponsored by Ecamm, so they're providing lunch, which is going to be cool. Uh, then I'm speaking on the uh, the topic of business and confidence, actually, at uh, Andrew and Pete's Killer Mastermind, which was on the afternoon of October the 31st. And then on November the 1st and the 2nd, it's Janet Murray's Courageous Content event, uh, which I'm so excited about. There are still tickets available. So if you go to janetmurray.co.uk, you can find that out. There, there are, it's a hybrid event, so it's going to be in person, but it's also, there are going to be some virtual, there are virtual tickets available as well. So you can watch in live. And that's my job because my, I'm the uh, live video producer. So I'm going to be uh, broadcasting it from the event in Newcastle. Uh, to the group. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's that's what I'm up to. It's all go, all go here. I've got lots to do, but uh, be back next week. We've got some cool guests coming up in the next few episodes as well. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson-Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. toodaloo.